Hello. Huh? Hey, hey, don't panic. I'm a good guy. Who are you and what is that? Hey, babe. I'm Will. And that there's a friend of mine. On to... Sound of sliding door slam. Oh no, that we're going to replace that with Foley in the... Yeah, I was putting a note in there I for know. a Foley artist who we're going to hire. I was doing a bit, one of those yeah. classic bits where we act like we read the thing. Mm. I don't know that we're going to be able to get a Foley artist <laughs> with the IATSE strike potentially starting on Monday. Um, support your local um, IATSE... IATSE? Uh, your, your local artists. international union your local international union <laughs> yeah. artists um don't uh don't be a scab you know the deal everybody so yeah there's a weird thing that i heard about where um studios are trying to get film students to scab oh my god so that they can get credits without oh letting God. them know that, hey, if you scab, then you'll never be able to get into this union that's probably going to be a big part of your life. Yeah. From that you'll graduation never work forward. In this industry again. Yeah. Uh, yikes. That's heinous. Anyway, that's kind of beside the fact. Uh, we watched We're Back a Dinosaur Story. We sure did. Um, what'd you think, Will? Give it to me straight. I mean, there's a lot of it that's held up in um, in nostalgia for me because I watched this when I was a kid. But I don't know. It, it was kind of a confused story. And yeah. Confused, confused sums it up pretty well. Um, no part of it was like was like truly terrible. Um, oh, what no. it reminded me of most was like a good hearted D&D group that has sort of run out of things to do and so have polymorphed themselves all into dinosaurs. And they're and just like dicking around in the biggest just, city they can find. Yeah. I mean, think about it. It's got like big crowd scenes. It's got a circus. It's got a big MacGuffin guy. Mm -hmm. The guy is the MacGuffin. The whole, the whole thing just sort of felt like a contrivance. Every, every single little bit of it. What are their... Okay, so classes-wise, <laughs> then... We got... Obviously, we have the the paladin as Rex. Well, wait, wouldn't he be a bard? Because he sings literally the one song. Yeah, that's what in the, the frick is up with that? I, right? Th that one song happens like maybe 25 minutes into the movie. And you're like, oh, this is a musical. I didn't know that. And then it's not. That's the one. That's the only okay, one we so, get. <laughs> so exactly what happened with that is... Uh -huh. That they made the whole movie and it didn't have that sequence in it. Right. And Spielberg watched the whole movie and was like, what? Like, this needs what a little bit make? more. This <laughs> needs some zazz to it. So he no got kidding. John Goodman to come in and sing this fucking song. No kidding. That's yeah. Kind and of they amazing. just kind of chopped and screwed it into there. It doesn't. It doesn't make the movie worse. No. It's no, honestly it, one of the, the more fun parts. Imagine like, it. Like, imagine the movie without that segment, yeah. and they're just imitating Macy's Day parade floats, and <laughs> then the kids... Yeah, that's deeply strange. <laughs> yeah, the kids just kind of run off for so, no reason. <laughs> let's let's back up a little bit. Um, so, if you're not familiar with this movie, the premise of it is, like, There's really, dinosaurs. really confusing. It is, it is, they found a way, not the shortest way, not the cleanest way, but a way 
to shoehorn dinosaurs that can talk into a modern setting. Like, well, it's based on a um on a children's book. It's like a thirty-two better, page Will. Child- Well, no, it doesn't. But <laughs> it kind of explains why it's just a bizarre plot. I guess a little bit, but somebody still wrote that the first time and was like, "Uh huh, yeah." Well, there are differences. That's I didn't true. get. I wasn't able to get the children's book from the library, but in time, yeah, I know. I yeah. know you gave it a shot, but uh, and, I did and, read the first five pages via Amazon's like nice. read the first like take a take a peek, just give it a test try, which is a bizarre number of pages to give you for a thirty-two page book and for a children's book generally. What are you going to do? You're going to flip that open and be like, "Wait a minute, these dinosaurs can talk." Screw this, I'm not in. No. God, and also just thinking about that from the perspective of a child yeah. and just being like, oh, all right, I'm going to sample this. And then you get five <laughs> um, pages in and yes, there's mother, like... Let me examine this yeah. first. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. Um, and and then d- you're like just pissed off. I did I did harsh you a little bit. Um, not you directly, but or the movie by proxy um, in saying that it doesn't make make it make more sense but i could see that legitimately working for a children's book where you're like so they get some ship lands down and yeah. what you initially presume to be an alien but then is like a fairy kind of of this professor no, that's an alien an alien fairy um in the book it was an alien well that's good in the book it, it could have used some Captain more clarity New eyes didn't exist <sighs> yeah oh my god so there's this, this old character. dude who's the same old dude in all these fucking movies. You know the guy. He's the mm-hmm. wizard. He's the the whoever. He talks like this and has a real homely charm about him. Well, and he's Walter Cronkite. And I'm Walter Cronkite. Yeah. A and, trusted um, news anchor, Walter Cronkite. Here and I've playing... got an evil brother. Yeah. Who went crazy because he got an eye replaced? Are you kidding me? Yeah, an eye re- he lost an eye, so he went crazy. Are you I, kidding me? I still have a hold on this book from the library, and I, <laughs> I'm really curious if the, we've had a run now of the in the last three weeks we've had two stories that went to the fucking circus. Yeah, and, and I, one of them neither of did them it a little bit did better. It make any sense? But no, neither of them yes, made sense. This one, one made more was, sense. Yeah. This was at least a consistent um plot point throughout. It was a through line. Say. Yeah. Um so listener, if you're if you're lost right now, if you're confused, just know that it doesn't impact your um your actual understanding of this movie in any way. No, no, no. We're gonna describe some plot points, but don't feel like you need to follow the bullshit. So anyway, that's this T Rex eats a shit ton of cereal. Like a shit ton. Like a like a grotesque like amount. Ton tons of cereal. Uh, like, J- so Jay Leno, the alien, starts yelling at John Goodman, the this dinosaur. This is nuts. It's so nuts. It's so nuts. Um, and the dinosaur is like, like trying real hard to eat this alien fairy. Fails to do so, and and instead eats Keep, all this. Keeps cereal. getting brain flakes tossed in his mouth. It's mind brain you, gains. Something it's brain, like brain flakes. I think it's supposed to be a play off of bran flakes. But I thought later they 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 have they have the brain drain, and I thought they were trying yeah. to make the two of them rhyme. I don't think they did. You pulled up the you pulled up the DVD so that we could specifically consult things like this. Yeah, well, he has. Uh, let me skip forward a chapter. 
This is a lot easier when it was just like YouTube videos. I'm listening. Oh, hang on. I, 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 it's brain gain. Grain? Oh. It's brain grain. Brain grain. Ah, uh, there you go. We're both wrong. I clicked next chapter once and I'm in the middle of that fucking song. God damn. Um, anyway, I don't he know that they cereal, did much for And now he's John Goodman. On this. Yeah. John Goodman inhabits his, bone, his brain. Um, and he's like, oh, man, this is weird. I'm hungry, though. Wow. Um, it, I sure was a jerk. Yeah. Now and I'm not. They go and introduce him to um, some other dinosaurs that they've smartified. Um, there's a, a pterodactyl, a triceratops, an apatosaurus. It's an apatosaurus, right? Uh, Parasophilus. Parasophilus. God. One of the kids. Ugh. One of the kids I'm not eight years old, so I don't know this fucking dinosaur name. <laughs> Parasaurolophus. We're going to keep all these in. It's weird when like foreign language words come up, then I'm just like, oh yeah, I know this. And then like... you get to fucking dinosaur <laughs> names and I'm just like, what the hell is this? What is happening? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, what else? What else happened? So they ate, a, they ate a bunch of hot dogs and then... Uh, Captain New Eyes, Walter Cronkite, is like, hey, all I have this dream radio and uh, Wish radio. listens. Yeah, sure. That too. Come on. Pay attention. I have both. I just uh, didn't show the other one in the movie. <laughs> My wish radio shows me all the wishes that children have. And if I tune it to this particular section of history, then... You can see that all these kids want to fucking hang out with dinosaurs, which they're absolutely just bonkers for dinosaurs. Every single one of these children doesn't have real problems, instead wants dinosaurs. Except for this one. Anyway, let's kind of gloss over that. <laughs> yeah, because they show um, a character who ends up becoming a, a major character. But what does she wish uh -huh. for? It's something completely not congruous with her actual story arc at all. Oh, I, I, yeah, skipped, I, I skipped right. She I skipped for. right to it. Hang on one second. Oh no, that's not her. That's the that's the girl who wants the hat. <laughs> she um, gets the hat. She gets the hat. Don't worry, everybody. Don't worry. Her her story oh, arc. What happens to itself. the kid who who wished for the mustache just like dad? Oh. He didn't get anything. Yeah, he got fucked. Like that kid probably got like I don't know trampled to death during the song. That yeah, that seems likely. They just didn't show it. I like that this is their perception of what a multicultural, like showing kids from different, uh, oh, yeah. different countries, different ethnicities, is <laughs> just is an approximation. All of these of, kids, they fucking love dinosaurs. Every single one of them doesn't give a shit about anything else other than dinosaurs, right? When, when realistically, it would just be like, "Boy, I wish people would stop bombing us." <laughs> that'd, that'd be rad. <laughs> oh. And that's that's that in and of itself is the through line through this whole thing of just like, wow, this guy has a fucking wish machine, can time travel, is looking to solve the problems of children. And the thing that this psychopath picks is, ah, yeah. I bet they'd really like to fucking see dinosaurs. God, they want to hang out with dinosaurs. We also forgot to mention the framing device, which is so oh, bonkers God. to me. Yeah. The fucking the, bird. They open on some birds. And, a, and, a, and yeah, a, the parents one of are them's there. like the runt of the litter, and yeah. the parents bring a worm, and the they're worm trying has to a get face the worm. And he's alive. And they're all, yeah, they're fighting and, over it. 
like tearing this worm into pieces. I thought they were going to shred that fucking The worm thing. got away. The worm Don't got worry. away. Don't worry. But only people, because it's that a cartoon. Worm lived. And that's yeah. also through line through this this whole thing is 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 uh, creatures acting as though they're going to eat another living character in this movie and never quite being able to do it. And I because think that's cowardice. Cartoon. I think that's cowardice. Yeah. Jetty eating the caterpillar, torn it to shreds. Similar um, to our um we're gonna have to go back to the Monster House episode and say, yeah, Steven Spielberg's a moron. Facts. Fuck Steven Spielberg. Fuck Steven Can't Spielberg. People fucking eat each what, other. <laughs> I wonder what Steven Spielberg's opinion Your on the strike children's is. Move. Huh? I wonder what Steven Spielberg's opinion on the strike is. I don't know. It's a good question. Well, I kind of wonder what Steven Spielberg is even doing now. Um, Presumably something. I don't know. We'll hear about yeah. it. When, it, Prob- when probably. it's trying to be sold to us. Um, and so this bird is like, Mom, my parents are being mean to me. And then um, all the kids <laughs> are like, Mama's bird, giving, him, giving like, a real hazing. And he's like, I'm well, going to fucking jump you. off this jump tree. Off. I'll jump off. I'm going to go fly. <laughs> I'm out of here. Um, but he's too dumb and small. And so he falls. But instead of lands dying, on he lands it. on a golf ball that is currently being hit by the Tyrannosaurus Rex because he is golfing. Yeah. What? So that's our framing device for this story, which typically when you look at something that uses a framing device like this, you're looking at like when it's done well, it's like a princess princess bride. Right. Where you're, you know, bringing kids into the story by having something very grounded that they can latch on to and be like, oh, all right. So that's Grandpa's reading is, me a story. Yeah. Book. Uh, but no, this starts off as like, here's a bird and it almost gets killed by a T-Rex. And then the fucking T-Rex starts telling it its life story. <laughs> like, what are we doing here? What are we... Clearly they have no freaking idea. Um, and so this, this old Walter Cronkite says, yep. I know what this world needs. It needs dinosaurs to be living in New York City. And so... After making all these dinosaurs smart and so that they can talk. Yeah, he does the um, time travel. And uh, do- then does the time travel and then throws them out of the plane, spaceship, whatever. Bizarrely, with, yeah. With some very brief instructions being like, hey, there's an old woman. Go find her. She's cool. And then there's my brother out there. He travels time causing yeah. mischief. He's a jackass. Go find Julia Child. Go find Julia Child. And... um then shoves them out of a plane out of a out of their fucking space ac140 and with a a flotation device and some uh parachutes and yeah. then these dinosaurs are huge they just like crash into the hudson river onto, onto this kid louis like weird raft that he made yeah where he's jamming out with his boombox i will say though um, I don't know. I don't know what a, a vessel necessarily needs to be seafaring, but I, I I have learned that the majority of, if not, you know, almost all of the Hudson River is like public public. Um, what's what's the word for it? Like publicly accessible. Like it is. Oh, yeah. It is like it is like everybody has shared ownership of use of the waters. Water space. Yeah, yeah. People surf there. Yeah. So he can just like he he can just be out there. That uh-huh. part. Makes total sense. Checks out. Totally for me. legit. Um, dinosaurs do land on him, though. Unfortunately, yeah. And um, that's one of the risks that you take when you take a, you know, yeah. 
it is public land, but you do run the risk of dinosaurs landing on you. And um, it happened to Jeff Bezos's yacht. Anyway, <laughs> we can only dream. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he gets capsized, and then he's floating on a skateboard, and then gets picked up on the flotation device by the the T Rex. He's like, okay, that's yeah. fine. He gets over I, it very quickly. It takes like 10 seconds. Well, and you kind of have to do that with a story like this. Because yeah. if the whole story was just this one kid flipping out about fucking dinosaurs all over the place, then it would take more than, I don't know, the hour 10 minutes or whatever the runtime is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hour and He 11. does say something very funny here that I, I made a note of, which is um, when talking about their... Uh, relative sizes he says i'm big enough for my own purposes and i think that's the single funniest line in the movie it's very good it's very good um and then almost immediately so they're like getting back up on the shore um they make an agreement that so they they are trying to find the the museum of natural history because that's where the Uh old dude told him to go for some fuck off reason um and this kid is like i'm running away to the circus though yeah and they're just kind of like okay so they miss julia child by like a minute uh-huh. And then uh they have to go find her, but you know, they're everyone's flipping out cuz they're like, "Well, you're gigantic dinosaurs. dinosaurs and you're in New York. This is yeah. bonkers." Um so like chilling in an alley and um uh the kid Louie and the tri- or the um Tyrannodon. Elsa. Tyrannodon? No, not a Tyrannodon. She's not a Tyrannodon. She She's That's what a, Wikipedia says. Wikipedia is wrong. She's a Wikipedia is um, pterosaur. I don't know. No. Oh my god. Keep going. I'm gonna find this. Um. I I think Wikipedia probably just has whatever the correct name for it is now because oh, the taxonomy of dinosaurs changes like constantly. Like literally every goddamn day. Yeah. Yeah. Because you just can't leave it alone. Well, because there's the scene where where the kid calls her a bat. And she's like, I'm not a bat. I'm not I'm a, a bat. I'm a whatever the fuck. Yeah. You got that. You do got that look, he says. Oh, yeah. And the yeah. kid has a, a very fun New York New York accent. accent. Yeah. Stark New York accent on yeah. a little kid. It's fun. Um. So, yeah, they find uh, Yardley Smith when they're flying around. Mm-hmm. Who is uh, played by. Well, I, I said the actress's name but oh duh character's name is cecilia but she's played by yardley smith yes who you might know as um lisa simpson or i don't know that that one lady in maximum overdrive (laughs) (laughs) that's the only other thing that i know her from (laughs) is that movie that stephen king directed and doesn't remember directing because he was skiing down mountains of cocaine to get to work Oh my god, I've never seen this movie, but now I need to. Oh, it's it's real weird. That sounds ridiculous. Um, it's also, like, the voice of Lisa Simpson and the voice of this character are identical. Are, well, it's just Yardley Smith's voice kind of pitched slightly different. Yeah. And it's genuinely fascinating to see that voice come out of a human being. Like, because <laughs> if you, like... There have got to be a bunch of people that, like, you know or I know that have a voice that's at least as distinctive. Yeah. But I haven't heard it. 
I didn't watch them on fucking TV as a cartoon character for like a for, billion. Yeah, the first twenty years of my life. Right. So just to hear that voice coming out of a human being is one of the bizarre elements of the movie Maximum Overdrive. <laughs> uh, not not to mention the cocaine pile. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it also um, it also is kind of weird here because. Yeah, she just sounds like Lisa Simpson, but like, like um, I, Lisa Simpson, if Homer had a better paying job, it, much like, better it, paying job. Yeah, although um, there is that whole like thing where, <laughs> where Homer oh, becomes Homer a millionaire or whatever. To, well, I mean, if you take a look at it, if you got the same job as Homer these days, there's no way that you could afford to have like oh, he's, a family he's and all that shit. bedroom yeah. house or whatever. Yeah, yeah, ain't that the fucking way. Um, I have an update on the on on the name of Elise. Oh, or, uh, uh, the pteranodon. Pterodactyl. So she calls herself a pterodactyl, but the pterodact- ah. pterodactyl is a generic word that many people use to refer to the same to two of the most famous pterosaurs, the petrodon and the periodactylus. I, I probably said that wrong, hmm. but she is a pterodon if you look at at the physiology. So you were right. Okay. Well. I'm right by virtue of going to Wikipedia, which I mean, is is a valid way of being way. right. Yeah, yeah, that's that's how you be right these days. That's how you be right these days. Uh, and so yeah, we get introduced to Yardley Smith. She's like in a uh, a skyscraper. She's in this like swanky as hell apartment, and it did have one of my favorite moments in the movie where they're going over the pictures and there's this picture of her at a like parents day thing and she's just sitting alone alone. yeah she's alone and it's (laughs) less it's less of a thing like yeah i get what they're saying here it's more like why did her why did they take that picture and put it up on the wall (laughs) she she took it and was like I'm gonna put this here just to fucking yeah. remind you. Also, it's what like, the hell? Honey, is remember Parents that Day? time that we ditched you? <laughs> parents' Day is the time, famously, when when a bunch of parents and their kids go and sit at tables by themselves. It, it looks like prom. Yeah, it's very. Like prom it doesn't make that you any go sense to with your children. Nonsense. Um. Anyway, she's very upset that her, her parents aren't around. It's where we stole the yeah. intro intro bit from is is the introduction between um, also Louis and she her. had this hat and she he had gets the, the hat the hat mm-hmm. she it flew off of her head. He gets it and gives it back to her. She and then he's like throw this hat away and join the circus. And so he throws it and it lands yep. on a kid who wished for a hat earlier. And by earlier, Which, I mean later because of time travel. Yeah, it's confusing. It's normal. Yeah. Any story with time travel. And um, so, so they fly back to the dinosaurs and on their way back, they see that it is um, luckily, or maybe it's on the way there, whatever. They see that it's Thanksgiving. Yeah. They didn't recognize, they didn't think, oh, it's Thanksgiving, which Until makes it doubly sad that Yardley Smith is just fucking <laughs> hanging out alone in her gigantic apartment. <laughs> it's It's insinuated that her parents are... <laughs> in like a tropical setting of some kind yeah. on vacation and just left their child alone with no caregiver on thanksgiving it's very fucking tight yeah oh and what's her reason my dad's always working and my mom is very social <laughs> <laughs> it's nonsense through and through like i guess it's a children's movie and it and it, yeah. and it really applies by that logic 
but trying to watch it is just like okay 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 that's it okay yep we're doing that too mm-hmm. okay yeah there's also all right there there's a weird thing with the animation that i've noticed because you know i've looked up stills of it all yeah. the stills look great yeah but no it's then, a beautifully drawn like yeah it just looks a little bit weird when everything's moving around just yeah. because of the kind of contrast between the background and the animated sections and not just that there's like an overfluidity to this entire style of animation like basically yeah. everything um that the 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 director um Simon Wells worked on um or not Simon Wells what's his name yeah Simon Wells worked on yeah. has this has this like over animated quality to all the characters where every once in a while it'll look really good but most of the time it's like you are all just like shifting around like weird flesh monsters on screen right now yeah it's it's weird but again if you look at stills all the stills look good look amazing not just good they look like really good like the lighting is really good super dynamic all the framing and the composition is quite excellent like the colors are good. The there's line like, weight on everything is like just right. Yeah. Um, there's sometimes when they like throw effects on top of things, like when they try to do drop shadows and things like that, that it looks a little a little clunky. But really, it it is a good looking movie that is still um, not not convincing when yeah. you're actually watching it. Um, it it may be as a kid. Like when you're watching this, the level of exaggeration sort I mean, of works for this. When I was a kid, I loved this movie. Yeah, yeah. So evidently, it worked. Um, the other thing about the animation, the one other thing it, that like really stands out to me, is that this director, the the way that he does all um, uh, scary water. stuff. Oh, that oh, too. Water. Yeah, any liquid has is like really overindulgent in the way that it's animated in the yeah, way like, that it moves around yeah like sticks on things and is super dramatic and like is very slow moving yeah it kind of it, there's like a cartoony element to the physics of the water yeah it's like cartoony but but very like um over tactile in a way that's i don't know it's strange you just you kind of have to watch it, and it's and it's in every single one of these movies. Water is done exactly the same way, and like there's the the moment when Rex is getting pulled out of the Hudson after he falls in by the um yeah like it just machine. moves around a whole it like shit slides yeah. off of him in a very disturbing way, honestly. Um. So anyway, we were at the Macy's Day Parade. Yeah, and they're like, "Oh, we can make you look like big animatronic." You could just be yeah. Now, floats. how they got to the parade, who fucking knows? But how, it cuts how they and they're got, in the parade like, now. They have a whole cart that they're carrying. Yeah. And the uh, Triceratops is like strapped to it. It doesn't matter. No, but no, no, no kid one will think cares. Of this. Yeah, yeah. No one cares. And um, they're having a grand old time. Yeah. All the kids are like, oh, cool dinosaurs. I wish they were real dinosaurs. And then John Goodman has to sing a song because steven spielberg told him to and that makes makes sense why the animation of this feels very different than the rest of it because it's like a cut in yeah well apparently it it was yeah he's he spent about a million dollars on cut-ins wow that's actually not that much on animation no that's not 
kind of curious. I mean, it's, a, it's an amount. Budget. Uh, ooh, yeah. The box office on this was nine point three. Um, oh, jeez. Nine point three million. Um, so maybe it didn't work. Yeah, I'm not seeing. Where's the budget? Uh, box office name. Yeah, I'm not finding any. Uh, you typically have to Google the name of the movie and then budget. <laughs> the um, Still the box office it. numbers here are are talking about how it grossed three point seven million dollars on its opening weekend. Due to bad weather across the country, the weekend was generally uneventful for films. <laughs> okay. <laughs> put that in there? Steven, did you write that? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not seeing anything as far as budget goes. I That's just surprising to me. It read, seems... Yeah. Well, we know that from Wikipedia again, that Steven Spielberg spent $1 million on, you know, reshoots or, you know, cut-ins. Yeah. So... So you get that for free. You got to assume that there's much more. Yeah, it had to have been extremely, extremely expensive. This is very intense animation. Um, oh, do you know anything yeah. about the studio that animated it? Amblin. It's it Amblin? was okay. Amblimation. Uh, Amblin had a just a section of their studio called Amblimation. Amblimation. They made. Yep. Uh, they made. Uh, an American Tale, Five Goes West, Balto, um, some Back to the Future cartoon, and Fievel's American Tales, which this looks like trash. Yeah, it's a this bad looks movie I've seen. weird. Yeah. Following the success of Who Framed Roger Rabbit, he parted ways with Don Bluth and, yeah, set up Animal Yeah, because Bluth did an American Tale. Oh, all 250 of Amblimations, God, that's a hard word to say, crew members went to join on, on DreamWorks. Oh, that's that makes sense. Yeah. Because the guy that did the, well, actually it was Mars Needs Mom. So Mars Needs Moms was the other thing that we were considering watching. I'm so glad. Same director. Same fucking director somehow. Uh, No, that was just straight up Disney made that. Yeah. Well, We'll probably have to do Mars Needs Moms at some point because it's like a bizarre Ugh. touchstone in uh, 3D animation just by tanking so hard that it's the set worst back financial loss 3D for animation Disney films. Yeah, it, it's yeah. like why Disney stopped doing 3D animation for a long time. Oof. Anyway, at the Macy's Day Parade. Oh, God, yeah. So they do the song, the one song <laughs> of the movie. Um, oh, God, yeah, the plot. Christ. The plot is, Fuck I mean, it's me. not like there's a ton more plot points. No. Um, And then after the Macy's, so the Macy's Day Parade is like, go and find for a while. Somehow the song and dance routine doesn't freak everybody out. But then somebody, yeah. one of the kids like goes up and just like squishes one of the dinosaurs and is like, they're real. They're real. And then and all everyone. of the adults are like, yeah. Fuck. And start freaking out, screaming. They call the cops. The cops try to arrest them, um, to, like multiple times. They like chase them throughout the city. They like it ride is. It is very of... much the thing where like you know, what do you what do you do if you can't call the cops? It's like I don't know. <laughs> like the cops don't do anything about these fucking dinosaurs that are in the middle of the goddamn street because they can't. <laughs> If it's something that they can handle, they just don't. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, during the ensuing chaos, uh, Louis and Cecilia run off to the circus. And then um, 
and uh, they, they immediately sign a are contract. like, yeah. yeah, I'm going to sign this contract in my blood. Yeah. Let me, let me sign a contract in blood to you, Mr. Clearly horror monster guy. And then they're immediately, like within 30 seconds, they're like crying about it. They're like, oh no, my God, right. what have I done? <laughs> like, um, oh, we forgot the very important plot point where they, they laugh at a clown's jokes. Yeah. That's critical to the rest of the film. Uh-huh. Um, and that clown was Martin Short. Who really he does a good job here. Yeah, 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 he really does. It's it's a bummer that he did that. Yeah, I, I think it it may have been better if he phoned it in. Probably, I don't but, know. I don't know. But anyway, the um the dinosaurs show up to the circus. Um, they still have missed their contact with the person who is supposed to meet them to to take them to the natural history museum. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like oh my god it's you guys and they're like oh my god that's the evil guy uh, professor screw eye or whatever you can tell and because his eye is a fucking screw he's literally a screw like a flathead screw this is kind of funny um kids would have been confused if you made it <laughs> phillips head <laughs> it would have been more recognizable as a screw though it took me a Possibly. long time to realize it wasn't like a glass snake eye or something what if it was like one of those the weird canadian screw that's just like a square Mm, no no that wouldn't play that wouldn't play sorry all right steven said no steven i asked said him about no. that one and Kids, he said uh-uh. we spent 60 million dollars reshoot reanimating all of these because we had the weird square screw in his eye <laughs> and it was worth it for integrity um mm-hmm. and then immediately the kids went out of the contract because of course they bucket do they wanted out of the contract and so um they, they basically trade their spot for the dinosaurs um and the dinosaurs take what i can only assume is lean uh in pill form and yeah um well before that the kids get turned into monkeys oh yeah yeah so they have brain drain which is which is another pill yeah well which is the, the right, counter. i say i say another pill the, the cereal, cereal was a pill in the book <laughs> oh interesting that makes more yeah. sense too uh I guess they would have started with a pill. Yeah, it also kind of makes sense to change that because you don't really want to be like kids taking the pills. Yeah, here's our children's book, or here's our children's movie about how pills make you smart. Yeah, not like someone buys this on fucking VHS and their kid downs a bottle of Tylenol after watching the first ten minutes. (laughs) Okay, they made a good decision there. They changed that for a reason. And um, uh, so they off screen force the kids to take it, and they turn into monkeys. And mm-hmm. the dinosaurs are very sad about the fact that these kids are monkeys. And so kids the dinosaurs... seem fine with it. They're just like eating bananas and shit. Yeah, they're vibing. Yeah. Um, and so the dinosaurs swap their place, and the the guy tears up their contract, the kids' contract, and chains up the dinosaurs and makes them take brain drains. So now they're so now they're monsters. Regular monster because that's dinosaurs. his whole thing is that he wants to be Mister Horror Circus guy. Yeah, he wants people to come see him and be afraid of the things that they see. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not quite explained why, but it is. Well, fucking I think cool it's a precursor to the insane clown posse and the, the whole I don't know carnival of horrors thing. Yeah. There is a weird like I I don't know why it is that circuses have that air about them like like we've seen god we've only seen 
now that I think about it, there was a circus in fucking Monster House, too. Oh, yeah. Every single time, the circus is a horrible place. <laughs> I wonder where that started. Like, I wonder where... When that... circuses stopped being fun? Yeah. And started just being a fucking nightmare that you see in cartoons? Yeah, yeah. Because there had to have been a first or, like, a, a transition in that. Because it was not... Certainly not always this way. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, because there's also the like whole fear of clowns thing that people have and mm -hmm. all that. I mean, circuses are bad, and the yeah, don't get me wrong. I'm not advocating. Part. I'm not. I'm not pro circus, but but I'm just people curious. used to like circuses. People used to fucking love circuses. They were like a mainstay. Like I mean, kid, Dylan these, and Barney or whatever. This kid wanted to run called. off to the circus. Yeah, maybe this was it. Maybe this is the time that we really pitched circuses. Yeah, it took until. Uh, 1993 movie yeah. bombed, and then everyone was like, eh, <laughs> yeah, I don't like circuses anymore. They're scary." <laughs> anyway, he has a um, he has a fear radio, and so that's his whole thing. Is that he finds people's fears, and then he wants them in the circus, mm -hmm. and so that everyone's afraid of monsters. And so he's like, everyone's "Dinosaurs are kind of like monsters, huh?" Yeah, there's big monsters. So he gives them the pills, and they turn into bad dinosaurs or yep. eh, not bad dinosaurs just like regular natural dinosaurs. dinosaurs just regular yelly dinosaurs yeah he kind of just wants to have a king kong vibe going right where he can just cart these things up there and be He's... like yo look at this shit if his brother was really supportive he would go just bring him some regular dinosaurs too right it doesn't seem like what he's doing is intrinsically bad aside from the means that he's going by which to get these acts on stage right He's he's ostensibly giving people what they want. Like he's advertising a terrifying circus, and people yeah, are like, those, "Hell yeah, I want those to be fucking scared. punks." Love this shit. Yeah, that guy with the mohawk, so into it. So into it. This is our whole fucking jam. He, he gets one night a year off from his shitty kitchen job, and mm -hmm. he's like, "We get to go he's to the like, fuck. We get to go to terrifying nightmare circus. Hell yes." And um, they take that away from him because um, the kids hug All the dinosaurs. All of this has gotten. All of this has gotten so much easier for them since the gathering of the Juggalos started. <laughs> um, yeah, just give people a place to experience their culture. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, the kids hug the dinosaurs and they stop being um, mad. And There's become... a long, tearful speech. I'm smart again or whatever. Yeah. And then um, they cut open the whatever his name is, the um, the good professor. Cuts open a hole oh, in the tent, flies into the ship. New eyes. Yeah. New eyes and scries. I didn't notice that. God damn it. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. It's weird. Um, it was added for the movie. I honestly, and that's part of why I wanted to read the books because, like, I don't know if Screw Eyes is even in there because New Eyes isn't. Yeah. It's just this fucking alien that's like, here, take these pills. Now you're smart. Go to New York. We. We. Um, he had no plan for this. Um, anyway, uh, there's a very funny scene where they're like getting back up on the ship now that they're healed and they're back to being regular dinosaurs again. And he's like, will you change your ways and come with me? And the guy's like, no. no. And he's like, okay. And then he recedes up into the top. They don't fight this, this guy. They don't, they don't like thwart him in any way. Yeah. They don't change his ways. They're just like, um, later. Later. And then they, oh, at some point the clown quits, which apparently you could do the whole time. So the kids could have just quit their contract. Yeah, um, and then and, the, and then Screw Eyes gets devoured by crows 
for some and reason. Christ gets devoured by crows. Like he just says, a bunch of crows come in and fucking eat him. And it doesn't make any sense because like one, no. the crows should be his friends and that should be fine. Two, he says, when I'm alone, uh, I get afraid. But he's not alone. He's in a he's in a full theater. Like right. all those people were still there. This and there's a, all these crows. Amphitheater. And he's got all of his crow friends. Yeah. And the crows just like swarm him and then fucking devour him and he's gone. And his screw eye falls to the ground. It doesn't make any goddamn sense. Anyway, uh, then Louis and Cecilia uh, make up with their parents. For some reason. And yeah, There's they no become a couple. We come back to, well, it also seems like uh, the T-Rex and the Pteranodon have got a thing going on. So that's weird. Yeah. I don't know if you picked up on those vibes. No, I did. But, but uh, the T-Rex didn't seem to be about it. Nah, but she's all about it. Yeah, it was it was a weird vibe. She had like a kind of Catwoman vibe to her, like a little bit, like uh, um, like the '60s Batman Catwoman vibe. Exactly. Where it's just like, yeah, just hitting on people constantly as a character, and, and just having this like very weird sexual undercurrent to the lion's share of things that you say. Yeah. It was it was unnecessary. Yeah, it was very weird in a kids movie. Yeah, especially it, as like the one uh, woman character in the thing. Yeah, but hey, imagine them little flying T Rexes. Now you're talking. They'll be cool. So that's the apocalypse that comes after this movie. Oh God, we can only hope. <laughs> um. So the the t- the the dinosaurs make it to um fucking the Natural History Museum and um and they just chill. There. They just chill there and they do a super weird thing where they invite only the kids in and then the kids get to see that they're real dinosaurs, but the parents yeah. don't get to. Which, uh, if I'm a parent, I'm just going like, to be like, like no, yeah, no, no, what the uh, fuck are you talking uh, about? That is absolutely not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. But you're at the museum and someone's like, hey, I got something really cool to show your kids. Oh, you can't be secret. in the room, yeah. though. <laughs> yeah, it's not. Did not age gracefully. No. <laughs> but uh then that's the film. That's the whole shebang. Yeah. I see why I see why kids vibe with it. Like it's, it's got dinosaurs. Like, it's got dinosaurs. That's really kids, all you kids need. legitimately love dinosaurs. No it doubt was, about that. Uh it came out very shortly after Jurassic Park. Yeah. It was kinda like, you know, a a renaissance for dinosaurs at that point. Which uh, I guess we don't get a lot of Dino- I mean, Jurassic Park is a fucking franchise at this point, but I don't know. What's your takeaway? What did it feel like coming back to after all these years? I mean, it felt like I, I just had these vague memories of it as a kid and just kind of watching those, like, the memories that I had of it were almost entirely summed up in the fucking poster. <laughs> just like, yeah, there's dinosaurs. They go to New York, hang out, whatever. Yeah, and that's uh, how it's going to fade. Yeah, I remembered liking it. Yeah. I didn't it even remember the, the song. Like, there's one song. Just the um, one. Can I get a rating? Uh, uh, It's got to be like five parents showing up to a parent's day out of ten. <laughs> uh, mine is uh, one million dollars in cut-ins. It's mm, a pretty high rating. Out of ten million dollars in cut-ins. That's right. Uh, that would have been a lot of cut-ins it was fine i mean the whole movie felt like a cut-in so fucking whatever 
<laughs> yeah. Do you yeah. know where you're watching next week? Uh, we don't yet. We can yeah. we can sort that out now. Actually, we might be doing the uh the episode with Miles. Oh, magic flute time. Yeah. Well, we'll know whether or not to cut around this by that point. Yep. Thanks so much for listening, y'all. Big thanks to the composer of our theme, Miles Morkery, and to Bernadette Meeker, the artist for our thumbnail. We're OnTwosPod on Twitter.com. Our website is OnTwos.club. You're the best. Good night. Good night.